Welcome back to the Games Explained podcast, the podcast where we talk about games and we talk about math. That one's true. We're talking about math today. We're your hosts, Dan, Ben, and Matt. Today, we're going to talk about topology. Ooh, it's not uh, typography. Yeah. Uh, what was the one that I thought it was last time we had a podcast? T- t- topography? Whatever. Gra- topography. Is that what we just said? No, it's topology. We're- Okay, <laughs> so I'm in for a wild ride personally. It's gonna I be a good time. I know nothing about this. So the format of the podcast is that we talk about a game that we've played recently, and then we talk about our subject, topology. Got it. I got it this time. <laughs> so uh, our uh, by the, by our I mean my and Ben's mother wins lots of contests, and uh, recently she won two board games. Oh, well three but I benefited from two of them and uh, <laughs> the, the benefited as in I have them in my house and I own them now <laughs> because she's kind to me. Uh, and one of those two games is Fruit Ninja Combo Party. What? Which Ooh. I wouldn't think that a, uh, a card game based off of a popular uh, iPhone app would be a good time. Yeah, it's especially one like that where you're literally <laughs> just swiping across the screen. It, is that yes. what the game is like? Do you just It's not like that at all. <laughs> it's like for branding purposes only. But it's it's a it's a decently fun party game. It's so there's a deck of what's twelve times six? Seventy two? Seventy two. Yeah, yeah. So seventy two cards in a deck. Uh that deck consists of six different fruit. There are 12 of each of those fruit in that deck. And your job is to make points. And you earn points by making combos. And your combos either have to be all cards of the same type of fruit or all different types of fruit. Hmm. And as soon as you make a mistake on that combo, then your combo is done and you have to cash it in for one less. Like, So let's say we're on round four. And I've been collecting all pineapples. I have three pineapples so far. And then I place a watermelon because I have no other option. Uh, that Then I have to cash it in as though it's a three-card combo. So I make less points. And also, there's two different means of getting points. One is tokens, and that's like guaranteed face-up. This is what I get for this combo. And then there's also, you draw a certain number of cards from the deck based on how good your combo is. So the better it is, oh. you, you get increasingly more cards from there if you screw up a combo you don't get the card part of your combo so it's a big fail to mess it up um and so how it works is you it's same mechanics as like sushi go or seven wonders where you play a card and then pass your hand along you start with 12 cards drafting yes draft draft and pass game uh and so you don't know what's coming down the pipe and you don't know whether you should stick to the fruit that you started with, or if you should branch out and get all the different ones. If you stick to the same fruit, you also get double the tokens oh. for points. Hmm. So I guess that's more risky. There's also an element of uh, dexterity involved as well. There is the hilt of a samurai sword that's up what? in the middle of the table. And if the card that you reveal, let's say a kiwi, if anybody else reveals a kiwi at the exact same time as you, it's the first person to grab this thing off the middle of the table gets a bonus card. Interesting. So it's like sushi go meets spoons. 
<laughs> pretty much <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and um so then then there there comes some strategy with that because if i know like if you've already put down two kiwis i know what's coming next for you oh. so if i'm doing like a multi-fruit combo thing i can just assume that you're playing a kiwi and flip down a kiwi and grab it like immediately right Hmm. without waiting and there's there's a risk if i if if you knock it over or grab it when you shouldn't have then you get a minus one token but you can that it's a pretty safe bet if you're like early into your combo and i know what you're going for already to like go for that so that's and that's just like a bonus way of 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 making points so um it the strategy is is little to you know basically non-existent but uh <laughs> But it's it's uh, you know with the right uh, group and the right mindset, it's it's lots of fun to yell at each other and grab the samurai sword thing. Cool. That sounds fun. I like yeah. spoons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like your intense uh, camp version. Oh yeah, we played spoons where uh, the there was one person who was not participating, and they would go hide the spoons around <laughs> oh, this very it. large room, <laughs> and so when you had a, a set or whatever you put your cards down and just started running around <laughs> looking for the spoons so it's possible that you the person who got the set didn't find any spoons but the spoons are up for grabs for anyone as soon as one person gets the set right that's right uh, that's that's wild and the rule was you you didn't have to just find the spoons you had to successfully bring them back to your sitting spot so you'd be right. like tackling each other along the way yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> full contact spoons full, full contact spoons that's yeah. great yeah or before they were being hidden you it started because someone went for the spoons but just grabbed all of them and just threw them across the room uh and that's how that was spawned <laughs> yep. so a game i've been playing is terraforming mars I've heard about this. Sounds interesting. I don't know much though. It's a beast. It's like four hours. There's lots of lots of juicy mechanics. Uh, the fiction is really fun. You are all together terraforming Mars, and the game ends when it has a certain amount of oxygen, and the temperature is uh, steady at a certain amount. Um, and then there was one other thing. Yeah. So you're all you you're you're all working toward the end of the game but you need to get more points than the other people before that happens. So, so some strategy is try to get as many of those early early points as you can and just blitz those three properties to the end and just end the game as fast as you can. And the others are like, don't actually do the terraforming, but do all the other researchy things hmm. uh, and get points that way. So it's like yeah. semi-cooperative. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the fiction is pretty cooperative, but the mechanics aren't as much. <laughs> so, for a game with that much depth, do you feel like there is a barrier for like? What was your first experience of the game like? Did did it was it okay? Not having played it before. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, cause things things build as you go. Um, like there's lots of cards to read and lots of details and you, you have to figure out like if I get this card, does it work well with that other card? Mm -hmm. And yeah, but, uh, like you, by the end of the game, each turn was like, okay, I do this. And then that gives me this thing and you do all these things. Cool. But at the start it was like, I have this one thing. I'm going to put my token on it. It's your turn. Yeah. With, with a game that long and I assume that complicated, it's like you can't take the time to explain every single little 
piece of the game before you start playing it, yeah. or else you'll never start playing it. Yep. Yeah. So like you, you're sort of you're sort of going in blind to some degree as far as like I don't know about this thing that's coming up on this card that I'm gonna draw that gives me this benefit because I'm not gonna go and sit and look through the whole deck before we yeah. play this four hour game, right? And there yeah. were times where I bought something and I was like, Hey, I bought this thing. How do I how do I use it? What does it do? And then I'd figure it out and then we'd keep playing. Uh, and it was impressive because the scores were somewhere around 100, 100 or something. At least large double digits. Uh, and the final score was three people tied for first and one person one point away Whoa. for second place. Wow, that is extremely close. Yeah. It's like yeah. it was cooperative all along. And, and you... You don't really know how, like, you, you, the score does go up over time, but there's enough of those end game points that you just can't calculate ahead of time, so you don't know hmm. exactly who's going to win. Right. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the, either that game is incredibly balanced, or that's just a huge fluke. <laughs> I don't know. I was very impressed. Yeah. That nice. was your first time playing it. Yeah. Cool. Did you so did you played with some veterans? I did. Two two other people playing had played. Many times, and uh, two of us uh, were brand new. Nice. Yeah, Terraforming Mars. Well, speaking of games that are new to people, uh, a few months ago I played a game for the first time. Uh, I believe it's called Torres. I think it's Spanish for Tower. Um, it's a game where you uh, are trying to build these kind of abstract castles and place your knights as high in the castle as possible. And then at the end of each round, there's something like four or five rounds in the game. Uh, you are adding up your score for the round and your score is determined largely by how high your knights are in the castle. And on your turn, you have the option to place a piece of castle, place a new knight, and I think you start off with five or six knights. Um, or you can move a knight or you can draw an action card that you can use later on or you can play an action card or you can just earn a victory point or something like that. Yeah, it was a really interesting game uh, because of how you are able to move around in this game. When you build your castle, you have to build it uh, such that it essentially forms a stairway. You can't just keep building the castle on top of uh, each other to make a gigantic tower. Uh, when you're moving your knights around, they have to step up kind of like a step on a staircase. So basically every tower has to have that staircase that exists, but you also can't walk through another knight. So what people often do is they'll get the high ground right away and then they'll try and build up high ground next to themselves and just kind of do stepping stones next to each other so that um, they kind of build an isolation that way and then they block it off. So if anyone else builds a new staircase up to them, then they can't get up to the highest spot in the tower. And uh, what was really fascinating about it was how uh, once you've got a tower started, what you can do is... Uh, part of your move is move through the tower. Each one of these tower segments has little archways in it. And so you can enter the archway on the current level and come out anywhere else on the same level within that block. And uh, that is like a little teleportation thing that lets you get past other knights that may be in the tower. And if you fall off the end and fall out down to a lower level, that's fine. You can't. You just can't teleport up. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's just really fascinating to be able to tunnel underneath stuff and get around things. So... Sorry, are you are you building one tower together, or there's separate towers? There's several towers, but you can uh, infiltrate each other's towers. I think, I see, I think there's okay. something like six or eight starting spots where towers can start, and eventually they'll merge. And there's some uh, actions that'll like destroy parts of towers or or move tower pieces or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, that game's really fun because the the topology of the game <laughs> yeah, exactly. changes as I you know. go. 
Yeah, the whole landscape of the castle changes, right? Yeah. That brings us to our theme of the day, which is topology. Yeah, there's a lot of games that have really interesting topology to them. Uh, You know, most people are used to... Uh, well, maybe we should define topology first. Yes, for the first. uninitiated, oh, yes. like we'll, myself. We'll explain it in terms of Taurus. Yeah, so um, with m- many board games where you're moving figures around on a map, you've got a you've got a 2D surface or a grid that you're moving your figures around on. You know, you're moving one space at a time or something like that. And it's a confined within an area that's got an outer perimeter that, that bounds things in. That's kind of like the standard topology or layout or area that you're working with it's a you know 2d surface torres is interesting because it adds that third dimension where you can walk underneath things and you're building stuff in that third vertical dimension which adds a new horizontal dimension that you can go through um so it's fairly unique in that perspective Mm -hmm. like when you start the game you you move up down left right they're all the same Mm -hmm. but eventually you can move in through a building for one action right. which which teleports you so now the topology has changed like it's not a it it still looks like a grid but it doesn't act like a grid exactly yeah so if you're if you're mapping out your um your available move space and you know you can move up to five spaces um on a normal like checkerboard grid um moving five spaces essentially just makes you a circle but in this area where you can do teleportation then you're um, five spaces radius essentially is no longer a circle shape it's a weird blob that's got an extra blob at the ends of all these tunnels mm-hmm. um yeah like if it was euclidean if you move left up right and down you'd end up at the same spot whereas in taurus if you move up through a building and then right and down and left you could end up somewhere entirely different exactly yeah it's like um checkers uh, the topology changes as you're able to hop over other pieces. Right. So instead of moving just one space, now there's that much board you can get to. Or in chess, each piece has its own topology that it's acting on, yeah, basically. That's, that's an interesting way of thinking of it. Yeah. Like the bishops only go on that one color. So to them, the other squares don't even exist. That's not part of their like navigable space. Yeah, so then there's games like Zero where you are uh, all placed around the outer edge of a board and your task is to put down a tile that then moves whoever is next to that tile along a a straight line. So your player piece actually only ever moves in a straight, well, not a straight line, I should say, but but a a, a, one-dimensional line. And uh, eventually it might join up with with another line and then uh, you run off the board and you've lost the game or you're winding around somewhere else and and uh you're building the board as you go in that sort of game essentially so uh tell me about the difference between topology and topography if you will (laughs) okay uh topography is uh like the elevation changes on a map Mm -hmm. okay so you'd be like it's low over there (laughs) that's a mountain over there that that's that's a lake Whereas the the road system that's drawn on a map can have a totally different topol, topo, topology. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Uh, you can think about it. Uh, the, the endings of the words ology and ography. Ology is the academic studying of a thing. And ography is the 
um, actual like record keeping or, or recording of a thing. Sure. Okay. Uh, so they, they, that root word topo is the way a thing is shaped. Sure. Okay. And so that's the, what's common between the two. Um, but the, uh, actual implications of the words are a little bit different. Right. Yeah. Okay. I can give you a, 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 a road example. Okay. So I can say from here to downtown is 10 kilometers. Okay. And it's always going to be 10 kilometers. Right now, the, 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 it's, it's about 20 minutes away. Whereas at rush hour, it's about 30 minutes away. That's the topology. Yeah. Ah, now I'm starting to get it. Yeah. So the, and the distance from here to outskirts of town is the, this like the distance is the same and then the time is going to stay the same too. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that is, that does make sense to me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, and one last example, if you ever look at the map for a public transit system, it's never showing roads in actual um, the actual, you know, winding and bending that that roads have, it right. shows the the point to point connections that the um, the that the routes take in very simplified directions. Sure. So okay. th- those public transit maps are topological maps, okay. not topographical maps. Right. Yes, that makes sense. So it's like a different type of distance. Cool. Uh, something cool that happens in games is where the topology can change. So in Seven Wonders, you interact with the person on your left and your right, and that's always the same. Whereas in Bang, or Bang the Dice Game, uh, when someone gets knocked out, all of a sudden, the topology has changed because someone new is beside you. And someone new is two spaces away from you, and so you can interact with that. Mm, Yeah. And as the game gets smaller and smaller, all of a sudden, everyone is beside you. Right. Is Mm -hmm. that... So, okay, let me throw an example at you and you tell me if this is topology. <laughs> uh, Colt Express. Yep. Yeah, definitely. As like in Colt Express, if you're, uh, I don't have much experience with it, but like if you're inside of a train car, you can typically, like if you, for example, shoot your gun, you can only hit somebody like really close to you. But right. if you're on top of the train car, you could shoot all the way across to somebody who's like at the very front. Yeah. So the yeah. topology changes whether you're on the main level or the or above the train cars. Yeah, because your physical distance is it can be the same, but your like reach is different. Yeah, your influence uh, range. Yeah. So yeah, just by having those two, like if the game was, if you had to stay inside the train cars, that game would not be very interesting. Yeah, it would be pretty pretty static. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, another cool example is Risk. So Risk, famous, it's got uh, Australia with one way to get in. It's got North America or South America that goes north to North America and then across to Africa and all those things, right? All those Mm -hmm. connections. StarCraft Risk uh, is topologically identical, but visually uh, flipped left to right and Hmm. everything looks like planets instead. So you look at it and you're like, oh, this is a totally different game. Like, but it's where's Australia? The yeah, it's just flipped <laughs> so over. How did you discover that? Uh, I compared them side by side. <laughs> so in in StarCraft Risk, there's effectively an Australia. Like there's one planet where, where there's four places to be on it and there's only one connection to this big planet with lots of connections. Um, and so you can play it like it's Risk 
uh, because the topology is the same. That's uh, that's really funny. <laughs> but they knew, like the 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 topology was proven, right? But they yeah. needed it to look unique. And yeah, that's, so that's smart. It. Then there's also games like um, Ticket to Ride. Uh, there's the European map, and then there's the North America map. So there, it's the exact same game. Actually, no, there is the the there are some slight differences with the North American map. I think right. There's like there's tunnels some or something, special or, rules for the, or the European Europe one. Has, that, yeah. has tunnels, but that that adds it's the the same core mechanics but then by changing up the map and adding a couple little twists to it they're able to make a, you know a different feeling game um because you play on a different topology yeah, exactly and similarly um carcassonne has a lot of uh expansions that add like tunnels and and different city shaped pieces and whatnot that, that change how that game plays where you know a field normally when you've got a, a, a thing that caps off a city it might also cap off a field but with the new expansions you have a, end up having a field that can merge through a thing and yeah another way that i i've seen uh, people doing interesting twists of topology on a classic game uh a number of years ago this was uh, uh making its rounds on the internet uh, there was a website that allowed you to play tic-tac-toe on different uh, topologies so normally you're playing it on a three by three grid where you've got bounds on the outside of the grid uh, but this website allowed you to take that grid and wrap it in different ways. And so you could play effectively like you're on the outside of a cylinder. So the left and right sides joined up, uh, but the top and right, top and bottom stayed open. Oh. Um, or you could play it on a sphere so that the left and right wrapped around and the top and bottom wrapped around. Uh, or you could even play it on a Klein bottle or a, a Mobius strip. Um, so a Mobius strip, we'll start with. Right. Um, I will say, actually, I'll interject. As I was looking on my phone trying to figure out the difference between these two things, a Mobius strip is what came up as the image for topology. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's yeah. very interesting to me. But anyway, con- yeah. continue. And, so, and also describe a Mobius yeah. strip, too, just so, so we know. So yeah, a Mobius strip is a uh, an object or a... Uh, yeah, I guess it's an object where uh, it's a, effectively a straight strip, um, but it only has a single surface in 3D space. So... If you had just like uh, you know a bracelet, it would have an outer surface and an inner surface. If you cut it in one spot and gave it a half twist, then now you have just a single surface. If you start on the outside and you follow it all the way along, you'd end up on the inside and then you'd end up back on the outside. Right. Yeah. So with the tic-tac-toe on a Mobius strip, you're essentially connecting the left and right. But when you're connecting it, you're flipping the top and bottom. So if you uh, had the top middle, top right, and bottom left, that would be a connection for the tic-tac-toe. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, a Klein bottle is the four-dimensional version of a Mobius strip, essentially. So in addition to the um, the left and right connecting and then having a, a flip, the top and bottom are also connected. Uh, I don't think there's a flip involved there. But uh, in 4D space, it's a essentially a three-dimensional surface that or a three-dimensional object that you could look at as like a mug um, but, you know, the mug has an inner surface and an outer surface. A climb bottle just has the one surface. Huh. Look look it up on Google. It's an interesting looking shape. <laughs> uh, I will do that. Yeah, so that was just, that was a fascinating way. Like, tic-tac-toe is a game that, like, it's solved once you uh, know how to play it. Yeah. You just, you can win or tie every game. Um, but once you introduce this topological um quirk then suddenly it becomes a, a much more interesting game again until you solve it again i'm sure it's solvable but yeah there needs yeah i'm, I'm, I'm glad that there are variations of tic-tac-toe also on a slightly small side tangent uh i have uh two games on my on my smart watch one of them is tic-tac-toe and one of them is sudokus 
the Sudokus you can't save games on. Tic-tac-toe you can save your game on. Oh, my. In what world do you need... Do you not have enough time to finish a single game of tic-tac-toe in one that's sitting? That's so funny. Anyway, it's that's like Especially with the it's interface like on a watch. Like, and that's... It, is it even a touchscreen one? This is like the original... No, it's, it's the original Pebble or it's whatever? It's like the first Pebble. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for that aside there. That's great. Uh, another game that plays with topology in a fun way is Forbidden Island which is a game where a bunch of tiles are laid out, and as the game progresses, those tiles will be removed. Uh, and so you just can't travel there anymore. So you have to go around it. So now uh, a route that maybe you were using where it was really quick to get from one side to the other, now you have to go all the way around. And so the topology has changed. And mm. then there's a swimmer character that treats those empty spaces as teleportation opportunities basically hmm. so the more spaces are gone the more things are suddenly connected for that character uh, and so you have multiple characters basically playing on a different topology and you have to work together that's cool that's cool and and it's also the there's another game forbidden desert i think and uh in that one there's like windstorms or something that blow sand around and then like these sand tiles stack up on the squares of the map where if a square is like bare by itself, you could use the the benefits of that square. Like you can search for the parts to fix your ship or something like this. It's been a long time since I played this game, but it works something like that. But then if there's like sand will start building up in these places, you have to dig through the sand to get to your objective underneath and stuff like that. So yeah, again, shifting what is there on the field. In uh, In the game Survive, Escape from Atlantis, uh, that's another game where the board that you can walk on easily shrinks and shrinks and you have to swim to get to the edges of the board and there's sea monsters and stuff. Oh man. Uh, and swimming is expensive. Like you can only have each swimmer move one space per turn. So the the game gets tougher and tougher because the the, the distance gets greater and greater in terms of how many turns it takes to get to the end. So at the beginning you got to just sprint because at the end it's it's going to be a struggle. So at this point in the podcast, we like to think about what games we wish existed based on the theme. So what uh what kind of creative topologies uh do you wish existed? Sort of along the lines of like the the tic-tac-toe where you have interesting wrappings around of stuff. I often think of like uh, from a video game perspective if you had something where it was like um, you played soccer, but instead of on a rectangle, it was in, on the inside of a tube, or I guess on the outside of a tube would work similarly. Although the inside means you could pass kind of across oh, vertically, fun. which would be interesting. But I'm sure there's a board game that could be interesting that way too, where you, you have something that like wraps around on the inside and, and you can get to the other side. Um, I guess in some ways, things like Clue, where you have the teleporting from like one corner to the other, it sort of does that. But you, oh, I guess what I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of is something where it's a full edge, the right. other edge, whereas it's if there's no break in it anywhere. It's like the um, that old Mario versus game, yeah, where you oh yeah you play on a topological cylinder because you go off to the left and you end up on the right side of the screen. That's yeah. Now you've got the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes sense. Yeah, you know. It's interesting because you talking about like a, a cylindrical surface, my mind instantly thinks of a board game that is a tube. But like, yeah, like you're saying, the the like a risk board represents a sphere. Right, yeah. 
but because you can travel from one side to the other no problem mm-hmm. it's like a teleport like if you're just thinking about the 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 board itself you are teleporting from one side to the other but yeah mm-hmm. by the yeah. same way that you're teleporting from north america to europe interesting right it's, so it's, it's still just a line that connects between the two so maybe there's like some really cool uh black hole bending space and time like interstellar style yeah, uh, right. representation of like oh. space travel game you know what i'm saying something, yeah thinking, something that warps the fourth dimension of, yeah, of exactly. time that actually like, <laughs> so if you weren't confused enough thinking about yeah. uh, a cylinder on a on a flat surface That's so interesting yeah like i guess it would just be different forms of of teleporting at that yeah. point to to represent moving from this plane to this one over here is my x-axis part of the board and here's my y and here's my (laughs) yeah my z well i'm almost thinking like monopolies go to jail like you lose a few turns essentially (laughs) (laughs) that is one way to warp time a little bit for a single player yeah yeah yeah. there's there there are ways that it could potentially be done that are not that outlandish to think about right um like Candyland, when you land on that special square and you get to like take the shortcut topology (laughs) (laughs) i talked about the farming game a long time ago and how it was weird because like you progress around it's like roll your dice and move your your player around the the board and you move at different paces but the board like it's a four-sided board and each side is a different season so one player is like progressed to winter and another player is still in spring at the same time (laughs) so hey there's your there's your uh time bending uh yeah there you go topology right there farming game had it the whole time (laughs) yeah i would like a game where it's a cooperative but competitive game i guess a team game but each person moves differently like one could be an airship one could be a motorcycle Mm. and one could be someone just walking yeah and so one roads are the easiest way to get around that's a motorcycle and for the other paths through forest are just as easy as walking on the side of a road and for the other one it's a plane and they really don't care uh mm. yeah. they have to go in more or less straight lines or something weird or like, mm-hmm. right. or they have to go in nice arcs like the tie yeah. fighter game yeah that'd be cool I, I love asymmetric games well topology uh it's distance but not distance it's bent time all that tasty stuff yeah thanks thanks for opening my minds today yeah you guys. i love it mine mine has been open more than ever before on this podcast i think <laughs> awesome uh yeah we're games explained uh tune in next time where we talk about snowman 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 there should be a board game where the 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 board is like three spheres mounted on each other and that is the the surface of the of the playing field that's some intense topology there you go (laughs) topical see you next time hey thanks for stopping by you can see the rest of our content at youtube.com slash games explained where we have rules videos editorials and these podcasts see you next time (laughs) 